Good evening to everybody. Welcome to Cross Connection, the Cross Church Midweek Service. Excited to be here. I got some good stuff I need to talk to you about tonight. I'm very excited about it. Uh, before I do, I'm going to do like we do every week. I'm going to go over this uh, week's announcements and uh, have some, some exciting things coming up for the kids. I think it is not this weekend coming up, but the following weekend, we're going to the Livingston Zoo. Is that correct? Livingston Zoo. When they first started talking about the Livingston Zoo, I was thinking, well, maybe, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be a situation where we're going to be able to see a bunch of stray cats and dogs in cages. And I wasn't too excited about going because we can see those things right here on the streets of Cleveland, Texas. But I am told that they are a step above cats, dogs, armadillos, squirrels, and raccoons. And so we will see some real live zoo animals, tigers, monkeys, and such. And so everyone is invited to go to the Livingston Zoo. It will be a good time for all. So next Sunday after church, we do this for the little kids, but everybody's invited to go, man. I believe it's going to be a good time. Who doesn't like going checking out animals, man? It's always fun and just a, a good time of fellowship hanging out. I also want to uh, let you know about this upcoming series that we have uh, coming starting this Sunday. We're going to be teaching on blessing, man, talking about the, the fact that God's, God wants to bless us. His intention is to bless. And so we're into a season right now where we need God's people to be blessed. You know, many years ago, uh, people, the, the prosperity uh, teaching hit. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people got blessed by it. And I'm one of them that got blessed by it because I was one that thought, man, hey, I don't want anything to do with any money. I'll be broke the rest of my life. But God came through and so with a lot of those gentlemen that taught that message. Now, some people messed it up and took it, to, took it the wrong way, took it to the next level and went a way that it shouldn't have went. But, you know, some of them taught it the way it was supposed to be taught. And I, I want to I show you some things about blessing. I want to talk about what the Bible says about God's desire, will, and purpose when he blesses you. He blesses you to be a blessing. So a lot of us understand that part. We want to say that, but we have a hard time believing. Why God want to bless me? And so many bad things happen everywhere else. Well, God is not the, the author of the bad stuff. You know, people are the author of the bad stuff. And so in order to eradicate some of the bad, we need some of the good blessing of God. Amen. So if you're really that concerned about the bad, you know, let's talk about the blessing so you can be empowered to help to change some of the bad. Amen. So uh, let's pray before we get into this, what we're going to talk about tonight. Lord, I just thank you for another, another opportunity to, to reach out to your people, Lord, to speak uh, to your people, God, through this Bible study. And I pray, God, that you would speak through my mouth. God, that you would lead me, that you would guide me. And God, that you would draw people to, to hear and to see what you put on my heart to share tonight uh, through the uh, video and through the audio podcast. I just pray, God, that you would use it. I pray that you would speak loudly, that you would, you would quicken my mind, that you would say things to me that I haven't yet seen. That, Lord, you remind me of the things you've said about this message uh, even beforehand, God, and that, that you would extend my reach. Jabez prayed that you would enlarge his territory, and you blessed him. And I pray, God, you extend my reach for the kingdom, Lord, to reach out and touch people in Jesus' name, and in the way, on the way of that, and in the way of that, and in line with that, that you would bless, God, that you would bless uh, the church and all of our evangelistic efforts, and bless all of the members and all of our friends that are supportive and connected to the church, that you, uh, thank you that you will bless Fat Floyd's Smokehouse and its endeavors to be able to support our evangelism, evangelism and missions efforts, and just undergird so many things that we're doing, God, are 
our efforts, Lord, as we proceed now again to go back into film production, God, that you continue to open up the doors and you give us overwhelming favor with everybody that has to do with our business. And Lord, we just thank you for every good thing that you're doing. And we thank you, God, for being a God that loves us and cares about us so much that, God, you, you gave your son for us. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this, uh, this past weekend, uh, Sunday night, uh, we went to, had a meeting, uh, the Ministerial Alliance had a meeting of the churches in the city that are part of the alliance. And a lot of the people from the community, different churches got together and participated in that. And uh, I, I think it was, it was Sunday night. I think it was that Tuesday or so. Uh, they invited me to be the, the speaker for the event. And I, from what I understand, usually there's, and when I went in the past, you know, everybody would get a few minutes, but I was, this was the first time where they had uh, someone to just deliver the, the message. And, 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 and I was honored to be able to be the first. And so I appreciate it. And, and uh, I noticed some things uh, the, that, that night and that day. Uh, and it was that a lot of what I taught uh, was some of the, there was the same intensity, if you will, uh, even some of the same subject matter that I was teaching 20 years ago, bits and pieces of it, you know, it, with a different twist to it, but, but some of the same things. And, um, you know, as I left out of there, I, I got a chance to speak with a lot of people that were there, and they, they told me how blessed they were by the words that God spoke through me. And uh, so then I got home the next day, and uh, my Facebook uh, uh, was blowing up with uh, with friend requests, and a lot of them were people from there. And then it just continued over the over the over the course of the days. I think I may have added, you know, realistically maybe a hundred people in the last few days. And uh, and so I was I was just kind of blown away with it. And man, I was actually in the shower and I was listening to some worship music, and uh, uh, and uh, I can't remember exactly what the song was, uh, but I think it was the, the song God of Miracles. That's what it was. And man, the uh, Holy Spirit came over me, and uh, and I was thinking about that moment and what happened. And I mean, I, I but you know, and it was maybe a few hundred people that I've I've spoken in front of you know ten, twelve thousand before, but but this time it was something different that happened, and um, uh, I felt the anointing was different. Uh, uh, there was just a different thing, and so uh, again, I'm there, and the Lord, I felt the Lord speaking to me. And uh, say, and I and I asked God. I said, God, man, I said, is this this what you was trying to do with everything that I've been through? Is this what what you were trying to do? And um, uh, and and basically, God spoke back to me. He said, Yeah. He said exactly what I was trying to do. He said, He said to me, If you will wait, then I'll make you great. If you will wait, then I'll make you great. And He spoke that not only to me but to everybody else. That if you will wait, that He'll make you great. So there's a lot of us out there that have been going a long time, uh, a long time serving God. And you've been asking God, you know, hey, why is this taking so long and that's taking so long? And, you know, it's all strewn throughout the Bible, different times, different people who have, it's taken them a while to see come to pass the things that God's promised them. And I had a friend of mine this week that wrote something on Facebook. And, uh, man, I said, man, this goes exactly what, what the Lord's been showing me. And this is what he wrote. He said, God, his name is Delbert Harris. I call him the Ras, right? So, but his name is Delbert Harris. And he wrote, he said, God will give you a T-shirt 20 years too big and then sit back and watch you grow into it. God will give you a T-shirt 20 years too big and then sit back and watch you grow into it. 
And that's exactly the way God works. God will speak something to you in the beginning when you start serving him. And it may take years for that thing to come to pass. But I'm going to say this over and over and over throughout our time together tonight, that if you are willing to wait, then God will make you someone great. If you're willing to wait, God will make you something great. Or if you'll wait, then God will make you something great. Uh, and like I said, it's strewn throughout the Bible, these, these different examples. And so another thing, as again, I'm going through this time and I'm just trying to understand what's happening and what's going on in this season of my life. When, <clears throat> you know, not only am, uh, you know, do I feel something different, but in a moment of reflecting, I realized, you know, exactly what God's been doing through all these years of frustration. And I wrote it down. <clears throat> um, now, in this season, I have I have a greater, much greater level of endurance. I'm more courageous than I have ever been. And not only are doors opening that have never opened before, but that and they're opening at the right time. And I'm learning how to pray doors open at the right time myself. So a lot of times people say I'm waiting on a door. Open. I'm learning how to pray doors open. Right. It wasn't like that at first. You know, at first, I think when a lot of people go into the ministry, I'm going to talk to some of my preacher people now. But you go into the ministry and something very twisted has happened with ministry, man. And, you know, and the fact that, you know, we've gotten a lot of ministers that have got a lot of attention and people like, you know, and I'm not hating whatsoever from an honor perspective, but from a, a starstruck perspective, there's a lot of star preachers, man, you know, and, and, and people have become enamored, you know, these star preachers and the preachers are feeling their self, you know, uh, because you can say some things and then people will connect with what you say and you know, and you think, man, hey, this is it. Now, that's not that's never it, homeboy. That's never it been it. That's never been it. It's always been about communicating what God wanted to be communicated. It was never about you being a star. There's only one star, man. No matter how bright you think you shine, there's only one star. And his name is Jesus Christ. And so that's something, you know, for for that. A lot of people going into the ministry when you're early on, you have to fight that. You have to fight that off. You have to understand that, man, no matter how, how much people clap for you, man, everything you're saying, that if it's of any substance or it has any power behind it, man, it's, it's Jesus' words. It ain't your words. You didn't come up with it. Even whatever twist that you come or understanding that you put forth on it, it don't belong to you. It belongs to God. So everybody needs to sit in their rightful place and understand that, hey, man, this anointing that I have, this power that I have on me to communicate, to, do, to work miracles, uh, to understand mysteries, to communicate mysteries. It didn't I didn't get it by myself. I got this from God, you know, and so uh, but and I think that that the waiting process helps you filter a lot of that garbage off, man. And you get to a place to where, you know what, God, whatever, however you want to do it. I just want to see it get done. You know what I mean? But I think it takes it takes the time to get to that place. And so water, part of that waiting process helps to to deliver you from that garbage of that. I got to be a star. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with people honoring you. The Bible says that that the, the man of God or the woman of God that teaches the Bible are worthy of the honor. Matter of fact, it says double honor, right? So so he he put us in a position where people to honor us, but man, not for you to just go around with your head blowed up big as a hot air balloon thinking that, you know, you God's gift or whatever. You, you know what I'm saying? You are God's gift, but you ain't God's gift. You know what I mean? Some of y'all follow me, some of you won't, but some, most of y'all follow me. So I think that's a part of that time that we have to go through is to understand that it's not about you being a superstar preacher or nothing like that. And, you know, man, preachers take beautiful photographs, man. You know, we, we got more poses than a supermodel on these pictures, man. 
You know, we, we know how to turn that head to the side and thank God that that hair is gone. You know what I mean? Preachers used to wear that, that hair. I never could do it because I lost my hair really early. So I was never able to, to re- get jump real fly with the hair. And, uh, and I remember early on, uh, you know, in times of ministry, I would go home from church crying, man, just felt like I was unappreciated by by, uh, you know, some of my leaders just felt like I wasn't appreciated, man. And it hurt, man, to go home like that. But I had to realize over the course of time that that was never my place. I was never to sit with those dudes because there was a different audience and there were different things that God needed to show me in my ministry in order for me to walk the path that he wanted me to walk and for me to be effective in that. But it hurt, man. You know, it hurt a lot of times, you know, uh, you know, put you at the kids table to sit with the kids and the big preachers with the suits on sit over here. And I'm thinking I'm like, I feel like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, man. You know what I mean? They don't want me to join any of the reindeer games, man. I just, it hurt, man. I'm telling you, I can laugh about it now, but back then it was sickening. But, you know, a lot of you may be going through the same thing. You're like, man, I don't know what's taking so long. You know, I don't understand why I don't feel appreciated in whatever it is that God called me to do. But I want you to understand something. This is true, and it's true throughout the Bible. And we're about to go into some examples. This, you're not special because it's taking you a long time. You're not special because you're going through a hard time. You're not special. You ain't special, man, like we would say that down here in Texas. You ain't special because you're going through. This is the filter program that God has for those that he will anoint. And when you're going through that process, when you're going through that time, God is adding layers of anointing on you. Layers. You think, I'm anointing right now. I can do it. No, he's another layer of anointing yet to come. And there's another layer of anointing yet to come. My man, I think there was, uh, was that Marvin Sapp that made the song? Is that the correct name? He said, I'm stronger, I'm wiser, and I'm better. And I can say that, man, after 20 years, you know, I, I, man, like I said, I could, from the time I first told my testimony, it, you know, it gave people goosebumps when I talked. I could always get in front of people and talk and move people with my conversation. But there were other things that, in my life that, that were not there. There were, there were other places in my life and my character that needed to change, that needed to grow. There was anointing and power and wisdom and, and responsibility and endurance that had to be added to my life. And nothing but time could do that for me, man. Nothing but time, experiencing experiences and getting up from every time I had a heartache. Get up and say, man, I don't understand what's going on, God, but I know how real you are and I know you call me and I got to keep walking. And nothing but, but going through that stuff helped me to become the man of God that I am becoming today. Haven't arrived, but I'm far better off than I was when I first started. So, again, I want to talk about some examples in the Bible. Number one, Joshua, right? Joshua didn't do anything wrong. And he still got punished with everyone else uh, and uh, from that uh, was afraid to go into the promised land. He didn't do nothing wrong. He, him and Caleb said, we can do it. But he got stuck on that 40 year plan with everybody else. Right. So just because them other folks was coward and Joshua and Caleb said, man, we can go get him. He got punished with everybody else. So so uh, Joshua has to go through this extended period of time. But we don't know what Joshua saw during that time in the wilderness because we could say Joshua was ready to go then. Now, what we know is that Joshua had faith to go early, but we don't really know that he was ready. I guarantee you that them 40 years in that wilderness at the expense of everybody, I mean, uh, at the cause of everybody else caused him to become stronger, wiser and better and more dedicated. Everybody in that, that, that God will anoint and send to go do something or use for something special, they're going to go through a time period of where they're going to go through some tough things. But I guarantee you this, and this is the word of the Lord for tonight, that if you will wait, if you're willing to wait, God will make you something great. 
So so Joshua had to go through that that whole time and, and not only go through that whole 40 year time period of waiting on what he knew that he could do. How many of you out there feel like, you know, man, I know I can do something. God, why is it taking so long? Because there's layers that need to be added before you can step over into the promised land. There's layers of anointing that need to be added to your life. And you got to just be you got to be patient. I want to jump down and read you the scripture real quick before we go to the next example. This is Hebrews 1035, and this is the Amplified Version. I like the way it reads. It says, for you have need of steadfast patience and endurance. How is your patience level right now? How's your endurance level right now? Do you quit if stuff gets too hard? If it takes too long, do you quit? Right? So he says, you have need of steadfast patience and endurance so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what God has promised. Let's read it one more time. I love the way that reads. For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive and carry it away and enjoy it to the full what has been promised. So God, the Bible says, you've heard it said before, through faith and through patience, we inherit the promises of God. This is a, this is a journey that may last over some years, but God's doing something to you, to you over the years. Listen, if Jesus, when Jesus was 12, he was already rocking in the sanctuary. He was already, you know, delivering the messages. Just because you can preach, that don't mean nothing, man. You know, there's a whole bunch of folks out here that can preach. That don't mean nothing. Right. What about, uh, you know, my, my preacher man with this serious gift to, to preach? What about when that honey comes sit on the front row and give you one of them basic instinct moves, crossing her legs in front of you like that? Right. What about when something like that happens? What about when you're, you're tempted to, to 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 manipulate people? Right. What about when you're tempted to manipulate people into doing something that, you know, they shouldn't do? Are you ready for something like that? Are you ready to stand strong with God in the face of a situation like that? Right. So understand something. Just because you can preach, that don't mean, you know, that, that you you ready to do what God's called you to do. You need you need some some layering, some endurance. You need to go do some things in order for you to be able to stand with God. So let's look at the next thing. Let's look at the next example. Joseph, man. God gave Joseph a promise and a vision. He told him, he said, man, everybody, you know, you're going to be in charge. Right. So so what happens Does Joseph immediately get the promise that God wants him to get. He doesn't immediately get the promise. But his, his own brothers, the people that are closest to him. You ever been hurt by somebody close to you? You ever been hurt by friends or by family? His own brothers, jealous of him, threw him in a hole. If that wasn't enough, I mean, just, just for him to spend the whole day in the hole and them to take him back out and slap him around and take him back home, that would have been enough. But no, they sold the brother off to some other people. So the brother gets sold off to some other people, wind up locked up. You know, for for what? What did he do? Joseph didn't do nothing. Right. He's enslaved. He gets over there and he's working for the uh, the other guy. He's uh, and he's working for the, the other guy and, and the other guy's wife. You know what I mean? Thought that he was hot. And what I told you about that, that temptation. Right. That sexual temptation. So the other guy's woman thinks he's hot. And, you know, he has to tell her, no, ma'am. You know, he, he totally said there's nothing but you that your husband has kept from me. He said, I can't do that to him, man. Because God was building in something. We look at Joseph like he was perfect. But I'm telling you, process was building that in Joseph to be to be able to say no and to be able to do the right thing. 
And so and to stick with God in the midst of trials and tribulations. Listen, you think you super cold preacher? You know, everybody should bow down to you. What, what, what will you do if you find yourself in a hard situation? Let me tell you something. I know because I found myself in hard situations and I've handled them wrong. I've quit stuff because I wasn't ready to handle it. But it took time for me to get to a place to say, you know what? If God put us on this task, it ain't no quitting with this. And it don't matter what nobody else, uh, nobody else says. It took time for me to get the revelation that it's about my faith. It's about my obedience and it's about my effort. That ain't, I didn't, that ain't just something fly to say. That's a revelation over 25 years of dealing with God. Right? And so understand something. That, uh, that God has things that, and ingredients that he needs to get into you. Listen, listen. We, everybody knows that we're we starting a restaurant around here. If I don't marinate the chicken overnight, if I don't marinate the ribs overnight, they ain't coming out tasting like everybody loved them to taste. They're not going to come out right. I can't just slap that seasoning on top of that chicken, throw it on top of the fire, get the fire up real hot, pull the chicken off, and then somebody eat it and say, don't that taste good? You like that, don't you? They're going to say, no, this is not fly. This is not good, right? But, man, when I put that marinade on there, put them jokers in the refrigerator, leave them overnight, bring them back out, slap them on that pit, ooh, it's some good eating. Yeah, boy, like them Louisiana folks say, it's some good eating. God is in the marinade, man. God wants you to be seasoned up tight when he presents you. And so time is the only thing that does that. Like in the words of my man, Delbert Harris, God will make a T-shirt 20 years too big for you and sit back and watch you grow into it. Let's look at our next example. David also faced challenges and struggles and battles, right? Before he turned out to be the man uh, that he turned out to be, right? What was David doing when, when God found him? God sent the prophet to his house. And there was, he went through uh, all of his other brothers before he got to David. There was seven other brothers they went through before he got to David, right? So he, he finally gets to David, or David was number seven, which one it, it gets away from me right now. But he finally gets to David, and David wasn't even in the room. Them other boys was in there posing like, you know, I'm so, you know, so fresh and so clean. It's got to be me. You know, I'm handsome and, I'm, you know, fresh shave. I got the little, you know, the little nipple in my chin, you know, my, 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 my 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 jaws are, you know, chiseled and this and that and the other body coming and modeling and moving around in front of the man of God sitting there. This dude come through. It's like a talent show. Right. Everybody swinging through. I can do this. Watch me. I can juggle. You know what I'm saying? Watch me. I can juggle fire. You know, watch me. I can do 50 push ups, you know, with one of with one hand on my knuckles. Everybody putting on a display in front of the man of God. No, 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 no. Have you got anybody else? Yeah, I got my other boy who out there getting down. Who's already who's out there doing what he's supposed to do and not in here putting on a show in front of everybody. That may be you. You may feel like, man, I got to put on a show. I got to, you know, show everybody. I got to always be clowning. I got to show my gift off. You know what I mean? Man, God can find you out there with the sheep. God can find you wherever. Listen, the most important thing is not for you to clown and put your gift on display like some kind of a moron. That's not the most important thing. I'm not telling you to be fly like me. I'm just fly. I don't try. I'm just fly. Right. I'm not telling you not to be, you know, who you are, but I'm telling you, you don't have to put it on this. Listen, God had the people come get you, right? If you're working with something, you, you in part his plan, he had the people come get you. So they go get Dave, right? So God pronounces over Dave in that moment that Dave is going to be the king, right? And so it took years and episodes and challenges and, people, and, the, and uh, Saul hating on him, chunking 
spears at him sitting at the dining table, chasing him down, trying to kill him before he actually became the king. But I want you to understand something. David was the king at the moment that God spoke it. You are what God said that you are the moment God spoke it. It might be taking you some time to get there, but the moment it came out of the mouth of God to your ears and to your heart, you became what God said that you are. You don't have to rush it. You already that. Stop trying to be that and just go on and be what God said that you are. And you let the rest of it come to you. Right. So last example here is Moses, man. Moses. I want to read some things to you here. Right. So Moses lived to be 120 years old. But it wasn't until he was 80 years old that God called him to lead the people of uh, Israel out of Egypt. Moses was 80, man. Right. So you complaining about a five or 10 year stretch where things ain't popping like you want. Moses had to do a 40 year bid out in the in the wilderness, you know, uh, working for Jethro. Now, he found his girl over there. Praise God for that. Anyway, you find your girl. That's a good place. Right. Anyway, you find your girl. That's a good place. So he found his girl over there and, and, and praise God for that. But he was 40 years over there before God came and said, hey, man, you know, but I want you to understand the seed was planted in in Moses way beforehand. When his mama came to raise him, why do you think Moses got ignorant with those people for handling the, Egypt, handling the Israelites the way they did? He was an Egyptian, but his mama planted the seed at an early age. God right now may be planting the seed in you, and it may not be time for that seed to come forth. The Bible says in Genesis 8:22, as long as the earth remains, there shall be cold and heat, summer and winter, and seed time and harvest time. What has God planted in your life that you want to rush and bring forth? There's no seed that just come up and you're able to eat the fruit off, off of it like that. I don't know one. Everything has seed time. They have watering time and they have harvest time. I'm going to say it again. If you will wait, God will make you something great. You got to be willing to wait. If you will wait, God will make you something great. So the first 40 years, again, Moses spent learning uh, uh, from learning about how to be how to run the Egyptian kingdom. His mom's there with him. Right. When Moses was about 40 years old, he saw one of his own people being beat down and he tried to take things into his own hands. So here. All right. Moses wasn't ready, man. I'm going to do this by myself. Right. I'm fixing to check these dudes. And he straight murdered these guys. And Moses had to go on the run. He wasn't ready. That wasn't the way. Listen, the thing that God, listen, he had the thing in him to do, but he did not have the connection with God on how to do it. It wasn't until he got 80 years old and God came to him in that, in that burning bush and God told him, he said, listen, he said, we're going back and I'm going to show you how to do it this time. And I'm going to tell you something. I want you to think about this. Moses thought he was ready to, to, to kill some folks and challenge and, uh, you know, when he killed them two guys, but he wasn't ready. Matter of fact, when God called him and God said, now it's time, he still wasn't ready. He started making excuses. Say, man, I stuttered this, that, and the other. Who, who, who should I tell him that sent me? You know, uh, you, know, how do I, you know, how am I going to do all this kind of stuff? So he still wasn't ready. So you think you're ready right now. When you, even when you get ready, you ain't going to even believe you're ready. Right? So understand something. I'm going to say it again. That it takes time. Let's read the scripture again. Hebrews 10.35. For you have need of steadfast patience. And endurance so that that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what God has promised you. If you want to enjoy 
what God has called you to do, you need to have some patience. I'm going to say it again. I want y'all to say it with me. I want you to type it in the screen. If you are willing to wait, God, God, not you, God will make you something great. If you're willing to wait, God will make you something great. I want to pray for you right now because I know how hard it is in so, so many different fronts while you're waiting on God to uh, to take you where you where he, he told you was going to go. The Bible says that hope deferred make the heart sick. So when you're having to wait, man, it's just a tough thing. God understands that and God knows that. But there's nobody that served God. Jesus, 30 years, man, he was already ready at 12. But there was another you know, stretch of years before he got ready to get up and preach. And then he only served for on the earth for so many years, for three years. So listen, you ain't special. Stop trying to skip the process. Let the process go by. Stop thinking you special. Understand. Let me tell you something. A big part of why we get so upset is with Jesus is not enough for us. He ain't enough for you right now. If Jesus was enough for you, you don't need to be a star, man. I'm not under pressure to be a star because Jesus is enough for me. He enough for me in my everyday life. Not that I don't have challenges, I don't have trials, but man, Jesus, I'm happy. Stuff can get stupid in my life. But when I start thinking about Jesus, I'm like, man, everything going to be all right. What's that song? Everything is going to be all right. He's coming back just like he said he would. Everything is going to be all right. He's coming back. For the true and good. So, man, hey, when I when I know to like Paul said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Jesus is enough for me. So I don't need to be a star. I just need to do what he asked me to do and be blessed in the process. So I want to pray for you right now. If you've been out there, man, you say, man, I, just, I want this thing to hurry up. I want to hurry up and I want to hurry up. I want to hurry up. Hurry up. Hey, man, I'm praying for you for patience. Right. I'm going to pray for you for endurance. And I'm praying for you for peace and that you recognize that learn how to be thankful for everything great that's happening in your life that you ain't thinking about that God's doing. God, I just thank you right now for every person under the sound of my voice that you are blessing on a daily basis, that you are doing marvelous and wonderful things in their life. And I pray, God, that you would teach us all how to be more thankful for the things that you do, God. Be more thankful for the things that you've done. And, Lord, be patient and, and realize what a blessing that we have in you to be able to call you our God, to be able to call you a friend that sticks closer than a brother, to be able to call on your name, whenever something is going down, whenever we need you, we can call on you that, that you don't, and listen, we don't have to get a ticket and stand in line or, or, or we don't have to do chat. We can call you right then. We don't have to be waiting around. We can get directly to you. Ain't nobody trying to stop us. Lord, I pray that you continue to show us just the great things that you do in our life. And I pray for that person who has a legitimate call of God in their life and, and to a degree you put it in us to be chopping at the bits to get at what we're supposed to do. But I pray, God, that you just speak to your people. You said your people know your voice. And so, God, I, speak, I pray you speak to them and you settle them down. Don't take away their tenacity. Don't take away their wanting to get after it. But, God, give them peace in the midst of the process. I pray that for each and every person in Jesus' name. I pray that, man, things have been a blessing to you uh, this evening. And, uh, man, share the video. Share it on your page. Uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I believe God uses me to say some things. Uh, that really be a blessing to people. And all you got to do is click the share button and share it on your page. If you feel like it was a blessing, that's what I asked you to do. Well, God bless y'all. I want to give you a standing invitation. We have service. Uh, if you're in Cleveland or the surrounding areas, really not even have to be in Cleveland. We got people come from 
Pasadena, from Livingston, from Baytown, many different places, Humble, Kingwood, places like that, Conroe, uh, Cut and Shoot. We got people come from everywhere. And so I want to give you an invitation. Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, we have our time that we get together and we uh, worship and we have time of teaching, man, and we just don't sometimes don't know what's really going to happen. But it's always good. Whoever's teaching the word is always good. The worship is always good. Um, and I just want to invite you. And I want to remind you and ask you to keep praying for us. Keep praying for me. Keep praying for the Cross Church where we are reaching the world right here from Cleveland, Texas. And we'll see you the next time. God bless you. We love you. Bye.